At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. March Madness continuing. Another great night of action coming to a close as the tournament's number one overall seed, Gonzaga, the epitome of survive and advance. They get the win by four over Memphis, the nine seed, 82 78. As we welcome you back, our final hour of the show back with Jeff Parles. I'm Ben Wilson. Brian Ortega, our producer behind the glass. Was not easy for Gonzaga. Down 10 at the half, but they cover the second half number. Second half total goes over as the full game total goes over as well. But Memphis does cover your 9.5 or 10-point line. We now get Jeff. Gonzaga versus Arkansas. 1-4 matchup. Going to come your way a week. I should say next week on Thursday. Chase Center in San Francisco. It was not pretty, Jeff. And the first two rounds have been very ugly in first halves for Gonzaga. Getting outscored by a combined 8 points in those uh, two games, they found their legs in the second half, both against 16-seeded Georgia State and tonight against ninth-seeded Memphis. Just too many mental errors and lack of coaching in-game management from Petty Hardaway down the stretch, Jeff. Ultimately, the difference as Drew Timmy goes off here, particularly in the second half, finishing the game with 25 points and 14 boards. Andrew Nemhard with 23 as well as Gonzaga advanced them in your brackets into the West region against Arkansas. I'm very curious to see where this Arkansas-Gonzaga line opens. I so, do have one number for you. Westgate in Nevada. Go ahead. Opens Gonzaga minus eight. Oh, right on a you, number. You, Jeff Parles, <laughs> in our last break, guessed that number right exactly. A, I, I thought it would be seven. Right on a number. You guessed eight. 156 and a half, your opening total. Arkansas and Gonzaga. Okay, so here, here's what I'm going to say. That total is going to get bet under because... What did Arkansas just people, do? <laughs> people will have just saw what happened in the Arkansas game and say, how in the world can this total be up there when, let's face it, Ben, this matchup is going to basically be, this could be a 75-possession game because this game is going to get played at Gonzaga's pace because now Arkansas, after playing two teams, they were clearly more talented than, and they completely messed around, didn't cover either game, and could have very easily lost either of them. Now get a team that is coming off, uh, Ben, let's face it. Even though they ended up almost covering against Georgia State, that game was a much bigger scare than the final score indicated. That game was tied with 10 minutes ago. And then tonight, I, they very easily could have lost this game tonight. Very easily could have lost this game. But in the end, Drew Timmy, brilliant in the second half. Not enough, de- not enough adjustments by Penny in the end. Does in Memphis and... 
I, I, I would probably be looking to lay in with Gonzaga against Arkansas. I just think it's a dreadful, dreadful matchup for the Hogs. And an Arkansas team that, for its success getting to this point, very tight non-cover win by four over Vermont in round one. Very tight non-cover win over 12 seeded New Mexico State uh, earlier today as, as Arkansas gets the win 53-48, uh, but does not close that six and a half point number. And you do wonder too, Jeff, like with how bad Gonzaga looked based on what we know their top line game to be. And sometimes you get this where the, you know, the team who gets an early scare very quickly in the tournament sometimes can have value going forward. How, how much of this is, I mean, you know, you based it on obviously the matchup and how difficult that will be for Arkansas based on how these two teams will look going head to head. But how much of this also comes back, comes down to, all right, Gonzaga just got away with playing two of their worst uh, performances of the season, at least the first half tonight, especially against Memphis going forward. You, you concerned at all about Gonzaga, given the lack of crispness, or is this a type of weekend that, that can, can heal some things and get things right for Mark few. I think you, I think you could make the argument that, that a, you either go, a they, they, like it looked rough all weekend. They clearly have not had the same cohesion you would expect, but you could also make the argument on the other side. This was the type of weekend, what they needed after really oh, coasting they, down the stretch. Look, look, 100%. And, and look, they had the loss against St. Mary's. They really did not look good against St. Mary's in the WCC tournament final either. Uh, they got up a lot against San Francisco, totally sleptwalked the second half, and we were just prepping for St. Mary's. That's why they didn't cover that game. But they, uh, look, this is... The way this region set up going in, where a lot of people thought this was going to be a very tough go, there were a lot of people who completely out overthought it and put UConn in over them or put just completely silly things to do with that. Like, if you put Memphis in over them, I would have actually liked that more than than uh, putting a, 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 a Connecticut or even an Arkansas by them in the next round. But look, I uh, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%, and we'll, we'll get to the games that are on the bottom of that region. The Those games are going to dictate, though, how this region goes. Because if somehow, somehow Texas Tech gets upset by Notre Dame tomorrow, then this whole thing looks different. Because Texas Tech is the one team in this region that can genuinely beat Gonzaga uh, of the teams that remain. Duke, I don't think, can, because they're just not good enough defensively. And then the other two teams, I mean, Michigan State was very fortunate to get mm-hmm. by Davidson. And Notre Dame took advantage of the most disappointing team in the, in the entire country, basically, by the end of the season. Yeah. Look, going to be a, the 24 hours that will determine our final 16. Uh, fascinating. We'll get into our next segment. We'll discuss the two games still to go in that West region because we have both Texas Tech and Notre Dame tomorrow, as well as Duke, Michigan State. Uh, the, one of those games in Greenville. Uh, the other, we'll see Notre Dame and Texas Tech from San Diego. We'll discuss those games in our next segment. But for now, let us circle back to the South region. We began our second round previews for tomorrow on that South region. Where we'll see the one versus nine matchup with uh, Arizona taking on TCU, as well as that four five with Houston taking on Illinois. We already gave our thoughts with Illinois, even though they're the four seed, a rightful Houston favorite laying four and a half. Jeff, you said you would only lay with Houston as the five seed going up against Illinois uh, in that matchup. That is the first game of the day tomorrow, 12-10 Eastern uh, from Pittsburgh. The last game of the night will be the 1-9 matchup, Arizona and TCU from San Diego. Arizona, who uh, really, I credit Wright State, they hung hung inside that number basically the whole way. Wright State covers. The game goes about a half point to a point over the closing total as Arizona gets that win, 87-70. They take on a TCU team who just basically 
basically ended up Jeff with a vintage Jamie Dixon defensive performance, completely mauling Seton Hall into the ground, essentially 69 42 TCU wins that game, a game that was really never in doubt after Seton Hall went about almost eight minutes without a bucket in the first half of that game. Arizona TCU, this thing sitting right now, Jeff, at nine and a half. Wildcats are favored, 143 and a half, as high as 144 here, your total. This total is way down because of how TCU plays. This is a very, this is going to be like, and I know 144 to some may seem, oh, that's a pretty big college total. This is pretty going to be pretty low for Arizona's run through the tournament here. Look, TCU, I thought, looked great last night. But part of that was because Seton Hall had completely given up on their season already. Uh, Willard's out the door, one foot out the door to Maryland. Uh, It it, it is just going, it was just a perfect storm for TCU last night. They made tough shots. Seton Hall didn't want to play, really didn't want to play. They pummeled them. Arizona, I mean, that wasn't really impressive at all, what they did against Wright State. They kind of methodically beat them. They were just much better. Didn't really come close to covering. Game went pretty nicely over anyway. But you look at you look at this matchup, Ben. I just have a very hard time seeing Arizona losing this game. But this feels like a lot. For TCU, TCU played Kansas three times the last week of the season. The last one didn't go well, but the other two, they almost beat them in the fog, and they beat them pretty handily in Fort Worth. So they already played against a number one. They played five games against number one seeds, counting the two Baylor games, too. So they're battle-tested. They're they're not, this is not going to be, they're not going to show up small in this moment. So I would only take with TCU. I probably also look to bet the over in this game, too. I just, 144 in an Arizona. Yeah. Just too low. Well, you think, too, about what, what TCU will try to accomplish here, and that is, Slowing the pace and a team who look they're they're a pain to play against. Number one offensive rebounding team in the country, 16th right now in Ken Palm adjusted defensive efficiency, 248th in tempo. They slow it down. You look at when they've had success, Jeff. There, if you just could look back the games where they have played in, if you just look at 67 possessions or less, so 65 possessions the other night, which is pretty low in the college basketball sphere. Just to put that in perspective, for you know for a second here, Arizona. A lot of the games they have played. The bulk have been high 70s to low 80s this year. Their game against Wright State was a 76 possession, 73 against Colorado in the Pac-12 semis, 69 against UCLA, who also tried to slow things down in that game. What TC was done, just look at their results, had outside of the loss to Kansas, which was a 67 possession game in the Big 12 tournament semis, beat Kansas by 10 when they played down to 63 possessions. They beat Texas Tech when they played that down to 66 possessions. Lost to Texas in a 64 possession game. But uh, prior to that, like a lot of their games, when they are able to limit your possessions, they have a much better chance of winning. And they've had some other results where like, I mean, had, had a road win at Oklahoma down to a 61 possession game. The, the low watermark, they had a 58 possession game that they lost at home to Iowa State, which I'm sure anybody who had to sit through that uh, for two hours wishes they did something else with their time, uh, Jeff. <laughs> but the point being, if for TCU would have any chance, if you're correlating the play here, it's got to be under. If you If you have any lean here to TCU, you would think, under would have to be the play. Not necessarily. You really think TCU can win a game where I'm not saying I'm not saying over 140. I'm not asking them to win. I'm asking them to cover nine and a half. (laughs) I mean, again, I don't. Unlike today where 
If you going in at Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. To it, if you want to make the argument to me that North Carolina is going to beat Baylor, I would at least listen. If you wanted to make the argument that Memphis was going to beat Gonzaga, I would listen. Right. This goes closer to the Creighton, Kansas level of, yeah, I don't see the argument of them winning this game. Uh, but to cover? Yeah, you know what? TCU can cover this game even if it is an over game. Yeah. Might be harder no, for them to I, cover if it's I, an over I, game. That's a fair but they assessment. are capable of covering if this is losing this game 80 to 72 right. is absolutely in play. With all that we've seen so far, you and I each have Arizona cutting down the nets. Yeah. How do you feel about the Wildcats? I know I well, you can't I, take I, much I mean, away from I mean, their I mean, game, I mean, but I, given the state of the other bracket. I mean, look, I'll, I'll tell you, you know who I feel the best of right now if you have them in your bracket pool? As ridiculous as it may seem on the surface. You have UCLA in your bracket pool. I think you got to be feeling pretty darn good about this. I'm right? in Final Four, and I, yeah. I mean, I, I, was, I was the most worried about, about today against St. Mary's, which they got through. All right, we still have a couple more games to preview in the West region. We're going to go to the top left of your bracket next for the Sunday previews. That's coming up next here on Vison Bet Center. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get everything you need to keep betting the madness this year with 24 7 streaming daily best bet emails and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game still going in the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops, Peterson, Matt Humans, Jonathan Von Tobel, and Tim Murray. They have insights on every key team, conference, and player to watch from the favorites to the potential Cinderella's. Sign up today to get the betting guide, plus full access to VSIN. Through the end of the tournament, April 5th, for only 19 bucks at vcin.com slash madness. We do have the Greg Peterson experience coming your way next after we wrap up in about 45 minutes. Jeff Parles to my left. Ben Wilson with you. Brian Ortega behind the glass. We go now to the West Regional tomorrow, Jeff. Two games which will round out our four teams to make it into that West Regional pod to be played next week at the Chase Center in San Francisco. We already know it's Gonzaga and Arkansas. 1-4 matchup. In case you missed it, opening line comes out. Gonzaga laying eight against Arkansas, 156.5. Your total, Gonzaga failing to cover in each of their first two rounds. Actually, these two teams, Jeff, 0-4 against against the number combined. Arkansas and Gonzaga, first two rounds. But we turn our attention to the games tomorrow. We've got this Texas Tech-Notre Dame matchup, 3-11 game, which will be the 4-10 Pacific tip, 7-10 on the East Coast. Texas Tech and Notre Dame, 
as they do battle from San Diego. Texas Tech could not have looked any more impressive in a shellacking of 14 seeded Montana State. They were covering the 15-point spread, Jeff, about six minutes into the game and absolutely roll en route to a 97-62 win over the hapless Bobcats. While Notre Dame continues the trend of the first four teams making it at least one more round in the tournament. They come out of Dayton, crazy double overtime win over Rutgers, go to San Diego, minimal rest, and really uh, comprehensively outplay Alabama as a four-point dog winning 78-64. So now we turn our attention to tomorrow. 132.5 is your total, as you see on the screen. Anywhere from 7.5 to 8 is the side with Texas Tech, Joe. I'm a little surprised this total's coming this low. I'm a little surprised on that only because, and I wouldn't be shocked if this game gets bet to the over, uh, and we see that 132.5 end up much higher because you'll have people coming in saying, oh, Texas Tech almost scored 100 points in their first game. Notre Dame was pretty pretty good offensively against Alabama. There'll be people that are clueless enough that uh, will say, oh, they scored over 80 points in both their games, neglecting to realize that the Rutgers game was a uh, double overtime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> took them for that. That's kind of uh, an get, important that long. Yeah. I, look, I, I, I think this is an awesome matchup for Texas Tech. I, I think this is a great matchup for Texas Tech because they will make life very hard for Wesley. They will make life very hard for him because they have plenty of guys who can just flat out guard him and make his life miserable. And they're good enough inside to make Atkinson have to work. Atkinson really hasn't had to work that hard so far in these tournament games. That's why he's been so effective. And the other thing is, too, I mean, Ryan's not going to go nuclear like he did against Alabama again. I mean, right? that's just a, a total outlier what happened in that game. So, look, I, I think this is a good matchup for Texas Tech. I understand being wary of them coming off just really just the – a flawless offensive performance against a, 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 a mediocre tournament team in Montana State. No disrespect to the Bobcats, who won the regular season Big Sky, Big Sky and Conference Tournament, but were just so blatantly overmatched right. uh, in San Diego uh, on Friday. But I, I just have a hard time seeing Texas Tech blow in this game, Ben, and I, I think they win comfortably, and they and that sets up a matchup where either we're going to get an awesome betting opportunity against Duke, or we're probably going to see them as too big of a favorite against Michigan State. Right, and as the numbers are starting to pop here, DraftKings on the East Coast just now going to Texas Tech minus eight, and this is a matchup where if I was not already heavily invested in Texas Tech, largest pre-tournament future I placed was on Texas Tech to make it to the Sweet 16. There were some shops, Jeff, on the East Coast that were throwing up Texas Tech minus 280 to make the Sweet 16, whereas in, in Nevada... Had a minus one eighty eight number at uh, at one of the books in town. So I, also more even more ridiculous. Which, uh, nuts. So obvi- now obviously in retrospect it helps when you get a fourteen seed and then the eleven seed and you get a super weak fourteen in the process and now an eleven seed who had just played Tuesday, uh, just played Wednesday, Friday and now Sunday in Notre Dame. But more than that, Jeff, it's the fact that when you think about just the differing styles that Notre Dame has played, where you come off of that Alabama game, where that that played right into what Notre Dame wants to do in a team who can push, who can run their stuff when they are playing a team that utilizes the defense optional mentality like Alabama does. Alabama 92nd in in adjusted defense and at the same token, a team who pushes tempo, 12th overall in tempo. And when Notre Dame got into a rhythm, it, it played right into their hands. You turn around and you take Texas Tech 
number one defensive team in the country, one of the slowest teams in the country at a, a group that comes in at the two eleventh overall in tempo, not, you know, not tortoise like, but certainly very slow. That to me already running on fumes. If you're Notre Dame already with a team that was average at best throughout the regular season, I do not see a path forward for Notre Dame in this spot. And if I was not already heavily invested in Texas Tech just to advance, this would be a big lay for me on Tech minus seven and a half. I just, again, this this feels like a really horrible matchup for Notre Dame. So, uh, again, I would lay with Tech. I'm curious, again, later start. So I'll be curious to see how this is bet. Uh, Well, I actually can't say that later of a start because it's the fifth fifth game of the day. Because they... Why are, these, why are these games starting at, at almost 10 o'clock on the East Coast on Sunday night? I mean, what are we doing here? I mean, we live in Nevada. so I, I mean, it doesn't matter for us, but. I can the, get the, around the, to golfing tomorrow morning. The, per, the person know. who wants to watch the game in uh, in Maryland who hasn't seen Arizona all year might not even stay up mm-hmm. for it. Maybe they should move to Las Vegas. They see Brian Ortega wants everyone to move to Vegas. Our producer, Brian Ortega, fed me that line. He fed it to both just, of us. I'm just <laughs> regurgitating at this point. Uh, one other game, too, in the West. So the winner of that contest, Texas Tech-Notre Dame in the 311, takes on the winner of our 2-7. It's Duke. It's Michigan State. Greenville, South Carolina is the spot. This is the the featured Sunday afternoon tip with uh, Jim Nance, Bill Raftery, Grant Hill on the call. 515 on the East Coast. Michigan State and Duke. I'm seeing Duke minus six and a half here. 144 and a half, 144 is some shops. There's even as high as 145 in the market. But Duke, who gave up a pretty hilarious backdoor cover to Cal State Fullerton in the first round, were never really in danger, even though the Titans put up a good fight. They win 78-61. Take on Michigan State, who won a wild one against Davidson in the 7-10 last night. Both of these games in Greenville, Michigan State, 74-73. But Davidson betters, if he got there early, you covered. If he got there late, you pushed as Michigan State wins 74-73. And as you laid out, Jeff, on, on the Megapod with Argyll Alexander uh, and Wes Reynolds, yes. you were looking yes. forward to the hilarity of the potential matchup, the which only, we are now the, getting. The only positive of Davidson not coming through yesterday, which I, re- again, I had Davidson plus two in game. So uh, thank you. you thank, thank you for that late three. Thank you for covering the plus two in game. Thank you, now, Davidson. Now, here's what I'll say. And I said this on the Megapod, and I tweeted it out last night immediately after the match was said. It's going to be billed as the two of the greatest coaches of all time squaring off for the last time. Two, arguably the two best coaches in college basketball at this moment, even though, again, this is now this is now me, now not the national media. Neither of these guys have attempted to coach in years. They are now they don't coach. They don't do anything in game wise. Even though I will give Izzo a little credit. Izzo actually did actually did a little coaching on Friday night. A little bit, but it's the most coaching he's done in years. So, look, I actually am going to probably take the points with Michigan State by the time this game tips. I'm curious to see, though, which narrative wins out in the betting markets here. Does Do people come in late and lay it with Duke because of Krzyzewski's last tournament? Or does the non-existent Tom Izzo narrative that keeps floating around, despite the fact that Izzo was well under 500 against the number in March the last four seasons. Do people come in and bet Michigan State down to six? But if this gets to seven, this is a bet on Michigan State. I expect Michigan State to stay in this game because Duke played more defense than they did the, the basically in a month. The other night <laughs> yes. against Cal State Fullerton, that more had to do with Cal State Fullerton just not any good. I don't think Michigan State's particularly good. But they're a heck of a lot better at Cal State Florida. 
So it would not shock me if Michigan State stays in this game a lot longer than they should. I hope Duke wins this game, and I hope Texas Tech handles their business against Notre Dame because whatever that line is, I don't don't care if Texas Tech is even favored. I don't think they will be. I think Duke will probably Mm -hmm. be – Duke might even be more than a possession favorite in that game, which will be – Watch those two teams play the last month. Anyone yeah. who's watched those two teams the last month that they're looking through it clearly, Texas Tech has been significantly better, even with the bad stretch they had in the last week of the regular season. They're the better basketball team right now. For what it's so, worth. For I'm what it's for worth dude. I hope Duke wins that game, just because I think we could be getting ourselves a really good betting opportunity on Tech in, in the Sweet 16. 87% of the money on Duke early, but my lines basically stayed down six and a half here in this matchup. What, what an interesting, what an interesting angle there. That kind of, based off that, that kind of indicates that if anything, it's going to go to six, not go to seven. A lot of, a lot of public going to be, all, well, seems like we'll be uh, on, on the Dukies tomorrow. We still have four more games left to preview. We'll go next to the Midwest region. A couple of games there, then we'll scatter all over the place in our final segment as we return wrapping up our Sunday previews here on VEASAN Bet Center. This is Bet Center on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Take another shot at March Mania Moolah with the KFC Second Chance Survivor Pool. Make winning picks throughout the tournament to claim your share. $30,000 in cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash KFC dash March dash Mania now to join the action. KFC, it's finger licking good. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. I could go for KFC right now, Jeff. There's been a lot of college basketball watching over the last... 48 to 72 hours. I'm, I'm kind of spent. Uh, we, have another, we have another day of madness. Well, well look, tomorrow, a, a, a lunch of a, a five-hour energy and a, a, and a KFC uh, chicken sandwich would actually be pretty good. Sounds, All things sounds considered. Inter- like an interesting combo, but one that I would not, uh, I'm not going to deny. Given, Can't say no given at this the, point. Given the opportunity presented. We still have four games to talk about in the next half hour for our round to Sunday slate wrapping up. We've talked about four so far. As we transition, Jeff, to... The Midwest region, where so far, this is the one region that has actually featured a little bit of normalcy here with the number one and number four seeds each advancing today, Kansas and Providence. If you missed it earlier, we, we touched on the opening lines for all of these games. Kansas, an eight or an eight and a half point favorite right now. I'm seeing 141 or 141 and a half. Jeff, you said you would uh, you'd be looking to take with Providence, feeling like that number is too high and there will be eight and a halfs to take out there. Uh, that is also... Circa opening Gonzaga eight quickly bet to nine. So Gonzaga minus nine. The other opener that just came out against Arkansas, I'm seeing eight and a half at Westgate, eight at William Hill. So there are your options. Yeah, I, look, I, 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 I agree with people coming in and betting Gonzaga. I just, you got the scare for 30 minutes against the 16 seed. Good. You got the full 40 minute scare tonight against Memphis. Arkansas has just looked completely idiotic, even though they've won and, and are in the Sweet 16. I think you're. I think you're in a scenario where you're looking at yeah. Gonzaga rolling against uh, the Hogs, and then uh, look, I, I give Providence a legitimate chance to be Kansas. So give me eight, eight and a half. Like I, I would take the take the point. We we begin now into the Midwest, so we have a ch- we have a chance, Jeff. Somehow, even though this was a region where a lot of chaos was predicted, to somehow have one, two, three, four go to the Sweet Sixteen in a region that the predominant thought coming out was all right. Kansas has a total cakewalk. 
uh, yet. Uh, you could see one, two, three, and four. Wisconsin will try to do that in what is going to be, if, for those who've watched it last night, of any team, Jeff, it's kind of amazing that for a three seed, they get gifted Milwaukee where it will be 99% Badger fans and as close to a true home game as you are going to get for any team through the first weekend of the tournament as Milwaukee is going to take on Iowa State, the 11 seed, who won a very rough and tumble game over LSU, 59-54. They win that game outright as a four, four and a half point dog yesterday. While Wisconsin, man, a tough, tough loss if you uh, if you took the Badgers minus seven and a half after they got over that number only to give up a very late bucket. Colgate did not foul. Colgate loses by seven and covers all numbers from Wisconsin minus nine down to minus seven and a half. But Badgers advance, Jeff. Take on Iowa State. A lot of money hitting the Badgers in the market here. Is this thing open Wisconsin minus three? In the last five minutes, I've seen this number tick up as high as five in a couple of shops. It's mostly four and a halves market wide. Your total sitting at 125 and a half or 126. You have to imagine some uh, some aesthetically pleasing basketball might not be seen in this two-hour span outside of what we'll get out of Johnny Davis and, uh, and Wisconsin. Here, very interesting matchup to see what we see out of Iowa State after that upset win over LSU. Oh, man. I, I don't want to lay points with Wisconsin. But, no. but again, Hunter went 7 of 10 from 3 last that night happened. for Iowa State. The dude is a 25% three-point shooter, and he went 7 of 10. That's regressing to the mean, man. So, look, I look, I, I think Wisconsin, I, last night's game against Colgate, I didn't bet it. Because the game actually ended up playing out exactly how I thought it would. Where the only bet that I would have considered making in that game last night was Colgate first, first half. First half, and yeah. Plus four and a half. And then possibly even coming back and laying, actually doing the complete opposite of just actually laying Wisconsin for the game. I ended up not betting Wisconsin at all last night. Uh, Good for you. Good restraint kind of, there. No, I kind of, kind of frustrated myself that I didn't take an in-game number because there, there were some were, juicy yeah, there ones were in there numbers, yeah. in-game in the end. I, I, the Milwaukee home court advantage actually is a thing. And that you, crowd and, was very yeah. important last night. You remember the Wisconsin-Oregon 2-7 yeah. from eight years ago. I mean, it, it completely changed the game when they were down 10 in the second half. It is a real thing, and it's amazing that they got that lucky as the the worst, quote-unquote, three-seed in the bracket. Yeah, I just I, – look, Wisconsin and Providence have been the teams that people have despised all year and – Again, I, you got to appreciate the committee's sense of humor to put them in the same region. Let's get in the lead eight with and, those and, two, Jeff. And, Come on. But look, I I understand the dislike for Wisconsin more than I do for Providence because we saw what Wisconsin is without Johnny Davis, and they blew a double digit. They, they blew a big lead at home to Nebraska. So, like, that team's not any good. They're barely an NIT team without Johnny Davis, but Johnny Davis bailed them out at the end of that Colgate game. Just brilliant down the stretch. I would only lay with Wisconsin. Maybe there's a money line parlay. We've got to find a second partner to tangle with. Sure. But maybe we just money line parlay Wisconsin with another favorite tomorrow. And I get, also get think, home. too, I think this could be another one of those in games where, and I, had, I felt the same exact way as you. Loved Colgate early. Did not trust them holding up for 40 minutes. That crowd will take over, and it ultimately did down the stretch. You could easily see this being a very kind of blase, ugly, like a 40 to 40 game with eight minutes left where the crowd, you know, eventually Davis who got off to a very slow start last night, eventually gets things into high gear and Wisconsin finds a way to pull it out. And for that reason, there's no way I'd want to lay four and a half or five, but I could see scenarios where in game, 
you could get less than a possession here, Jeff, with Wisconsin. And that would be a take if I could get that. But I've been proven hey, yeah. wrong. Hey, look, uh, this would be, first off, if, if, we, if Iowa State makes the Sweet 16 a year after go, winning two games, that no, is, hey, they pulled the reverse Oregon State. Yeah, essentially, I mean, like just I, 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 Otzelberger just done an amazing job there in year one because that I thought that team was going to be ninth in the Big Twelve at best, and here they are in the round of thirty-two. Hey, just an unbelievable coaching job. But I think the run in run, run ends I, again. I'm with again, you. again if, if, if if a guy does not have an extraordinary outlier in the right spot, they might they probably lose yesterday. Despite the fact that LSU played as bad of a game as you could have possibly asked for. I've had a very uh, unforeseen good betting tournament so far, Jeff. Normally the tournament is very hard to handicap, but having a good betting weekend, LSU was by far the the thing I got wrong the most. I loved LSU in that spot. You're right. A total dead spot for them. Would be very hard for me to envision a scenario where Iowa State wins the game. Could see this being kind of an ugly, tighter one, though. And as a result, not in love with laying the four and a half or five with Wisconsin. How about our other game? The winner of this game will meet the winner of the Miami as a 10 seed and Auburn, the two seed uh, games also taking place in Greenville. Like we talked about in the last segment with our other uh, two seed in Duke, taking on seven seed, Michigan state Miami wins. What was essentially a vintage Andy Enfield coach game for USC as Miami pulls it out late 68, 66 as a short underdog Auburn covers against Jacksonville state 80 to 61 after a slow start. And we set this thing up, Jeff, 745 Eastern tomorrow from Greenville. Auburn laying seven and a half, 144, 144 and a half is your total. So this has been a disastrous tournament for the SEC. Disastrous tournament. I know Arkansas got through tonight, but the fact that Kentucky, I, 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 know, I don't care that St. Peter's won tonight. Kentucky losing that game to St. Peter's is the worst loss in program history, basically, for them. Oh, yeah. Worst one, especially the way it happened as well, where Calipari just got totally outcoached. It blew a six-point lead with three minutes to go. It's the worst loss in program history in the NCAA tournament for Kentucky. Tennessee, we have barely even talked about that, Ben. Tennessee losing that game to Michigan today is just vintage Rick Barnes, where they are significantly better than this version of Michigan. They were playing as well as anyone in the entire country. They have what are they up by? They were they were they were seven and a half point favorites with less than ten minutes to go in the game. Yeah, amazing. And they lose. And they lose. I, it's just unfathomable. Like and for going Auburn, away. I mean, going and, away too. And now, and now, and now for Auburn, who was the regular season champion, who really looked bad down the stretch of this year, Ben. They were, they really took that game over against Jacksonville State, who quite frankly should have been in Dayton. Yes, because if you don't I'm, win I'm your with co- you on that. if you don't get your automatic bid, you should be in Dayton. I'm sorry, it just doesn't matter what your regular season profile was if you're one of the, if you're one of those smaller conference teams. I don't like this Miami team. The one thing though that they have, Charlie Moore is a really good veteran guard, and we saw it the composure at the end of the USC game, especially when Miami tried all their best to pull that game yep. to USC. I am not betting this game. But for the SEC's sake, and for Bruce Pearl's sake, <laughs> and quite frankly, for a potential competitive bottom of the Midwest region, everyone should be rooting for Auburn in that capacity. The only people that should be rooting for Miami are the Miami fans, people with Miami bets, and anyone wearing red in Wisconsin. 
I'll be betting. I'll be rooting for Miami. Yeah, so there you Wisconsin go. Wisconsin in the Final Four. Yeah, so there you go. But but look, if it's Miami, Wisconsin, and that's or, or heck, if it's Miami, Iowa State, good heavens, just horrible, a horrible basketball right, so game. You, you taking it with Miami? No, I'm not betting You're this no at all. Betting. I'm not betting okay. this at all. That's, an, that's, not a, that's not an image I want to have to process. Miami first to 15, actually. There, there you go. We got a first to 15 <laughs> bet out of Jeff. Two more games to preview on tomorrow's slate when we're back on VEASAN. This is Bet Center on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Wendy's and Adult Swim's Rick and Morty are teaming up to invite Las Vegas locals and basketball fans to get swifty at the first ever Morty's Mayhem pop-up. This weekend only at the Resorts World's East Garden Plaza. The immersive experience brings the show off the screen and onto the strip with never-before-seen animations of Wendy's breakfast characters in the Rick and Morty universe and the return of the elusive Pickle Rick Pickle Frosty. Boom! Big reveal. While in the alternate universe, fans can also play a life-size game of Plinko, for exclusive swag and try items from Wendy's delicious menu lineup, check out Wendy's Morty's Mayhem at Resorts World through Sunday right here in Las Vegas. Only another day to, uh, to check that all out. As we wrap up the show, back for the final time with Jeff Parles. I'm Ben Wilson. Brian Ortega, our producer behind the glass. We've got the GPE, Greg Peterson Experience, coming up next. We give our takes after these second-round games. Greg is going to run the board. I'm sure he'll talk CBI, NIT, that formerly known as the CIT tournament, which name I don't even know now, the Invitational Tournament thingy, Mabobber. I don't know. He's going to talk about every game. I believe that board, is a I'm basketball sure. classic? That sounds right. That sounds I don't know. Right. It's something ridiculous. Watford pulled out today for some reason. Oh, teams are pulling out now. Yes. I heard, didn't, they, didn't they not get enough teams to commit? They One team pulled out because of COVID. It was just, it was, and I, Watford, Watford today just pulled out because they couldn't get the game scheduled properly. Something why ridiculous. not? So, anyway, regardless, Greg will get it so all. So, Greg will have all of that stuff. We're, we're focusing NCAA tournament heavy on this show tonight. Been a, been a blast, as always, this time of year. Two games for us left to preview. We have one, Jeff, in the south, one in the east. Let's go to the south first, where Ohio State and Villanova square off in Pittsburgh. This will be our second game. of the- At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Day tomorrow, 2.40 on the East Coast as it's Villanova, who won comfortably in the end over Delaware, 80 to 60. Delaware won the first to 15. I know you had a first-half bet on the Blue Hens, Jeff. Ultimately, I had a, a big surge there out of the Wildcats to take over that game late in the first half. They win by 20, 80 to 60. While for a lot of uh, betters, uh, unfortunately, the trendy 
a pick in the 10-7 spot. A lot of us, me included, had Loyola oh, as a pick him over Ohio State. What an ugly, ugly Ugh. loser that was. Ugh. Could not make anything from the field in a 54-41 loss. You get Ohio State and Nova now. Line showing Nova minus a five at DraftKings. They're the only shop I'm seeing, Jeff, with a five number. It's five and a half basically everywhere else. 132 to 132 and a half is your total here. If you can get a five, lay it. If you can get any fives, lay it. I'm seeing five. Uh, one uh, one book in town, uh, the, the read we just read, where the Rick and if you're finding yourself by the Rick and Morty's pop up tomorrow, oh, is boy. what I will say. <laughs> if you're a lot, if you're able to get anything down, you could maybe do lay a five there. That's what Interest, I'll say on interesting. Interesting. So, interesting. So there you interesting. go. Jeff. DK has a juiced five. Yeah, I, I think if you can lay a five, lay it. I think I like five and a half as well. I, one thing that I will say, and and Ben Jay Wright is the best coach in the country at this point. And I don't think there's really an argument from anyone who's been paying attention because this Villanova team is, again, the two title teams and really the team that lost to Wisconsin in 2017. Those three teams were unbelievably talented. This team is talent-wise in comparison to those teams. They're a shell of what those teams were. And yet here they are. You handle your business tomorrow in Pittsburgh. And Villanova should be playing in the Elite Eight with a chance to go to the Final Four with a team that I'm not sure is even that good. And what happened against Delaware was an exhibition of what a great coach can do in this tournament. Mm -hmm. Where Villanova started that game awful. They were down double digits early to Delaware. And Jay Wright kept the cool hand. Didn't panic. Called the timeout, said he needed a call early in the game. Got his team ready to go, in-game, adjusted, bam. Up 10 at halftime in a game that they had no business being up double digits at halftime. This is a coaching mismatch also. I'm not a big guy, and I'm not a big fan of Holtman. Holtman has really gone tumbling down my rankings over the last three years. But I, I look, the, the way Ohio State stays in this game is if E.J. Liddell ends up being the best player in this game, which is absolutely in play here. But... Indiana like Villanova. I like the, I, I would lay five, five and a half. It gets a little harder, but it's still considered maybe maybe that's your dance partner that we were looking right. for earlier with Wisconsin. But can, uh, Villanova two, should uh, be able to handle their business. Minus two ten, lowest I'm seeing in the yeah. market on on a money line. There, you think too about coming out of that Loyola game for Ohio State. The shot quality metrics they do a tremendous job with uh, with their content. Uh, the, the guys at shot quality, and no surprise that Loyola should have won that game based on the quality of shots taken throughout the basis of it. But when you go to a seven of 28 from two point range, Jeff, eight of 28 from three, not exactly a recipe for success. And Ohio state should point out, it's not like Ohio state was playing lockdown defense. There were a lot of open looks for Loyola that did not go Ohio state of the team still left in the field. Jeff, only Miami, a worse Ken Palm defensive efficiency team still in the field. Ohio state, 103rd. You have to think even with, as you mentioned, the lack of, general scoring talent for Villanova, the team that finished the year eighth in adjusted offense and who plays that grinded out 345th tempo style, bottom 15 in the country. This will be a very difficult, even though you could make the argument, well, Ohio State just played a super low, slow tempo, uh, uber efficient team on both ends of the floor in Loyola. But again, Loyola literally could not hit the side of a barn. Uh, on on Friday, uh, look, so that look, is, that would be my argument here. Why the, Ohio, backing Ohio State again would probably not be in your best. Look, defense. look, everyone was horrible offensively in that game, and uh, look, Loyola was epically terrible. And it was epic. And Ohio, was epic. Ohio State was just terrible. 
and that was enough to get the the, the job done. Uh, look again, this is I uh, it I know Jay Wright has had some pretty high profile failings in the NCAA tournament in his coaching career. Uh, the game against UConn in 2014 as a as a two. Uh, the game in 2015 as a one against NC State, where Mark Godfrey of all people got him. Uh, you don't be don't be saying that name around here. Too many bad memories. To a 2017, of course, the Wisconsin game where Wisconsin ruined ruined my wallet and everything to do with that tournament that year. I know for you're me. still mad. Um, but look, I I think Jay Wright is at this at the point where unless if Liddell goes off. Villanova is going to handle their business and get to San Antonio. I agree with that. And that uh, that would set up, again, Michigan already threw the 11 seed. Quite the matchup. That would be uh, going to that south region where we could uh, we could still get uh, 1, 2, 4, and 11. If, if, that's, uh, how, if that's how things uh, hold for tomorrow. Five seed, of course, though. Houston is favored in that uh, 5-4 matchup. Final look at the board on Ohio State Villanova as we transition to our final game from Milwaukee. 840 Eastern tip between Texas and Purdue. Longhorns, they bucked all the, the trendy dog narratives as only a one-point favorite against Virginia Tech. They win that game going away 81-73 while Purdue just blasts Yale in the end a 22-point win that never felt uh, close at all. They easily cover a 16-point line. Purdue laying three and a half here, Jeff, against Texas. Really fascinating matchup for a Purdue team Uber efficient on the offensive end, bad defensive team, 90th in adjusted defense, second in offense against a Texas team that is underachieved for a good portion of the year for Chris Beard in year one, 27th on offense, 15th in defense, 338th in tempo. So a slow tempo team against a Purdue team that's been content playing slow or playing fast. That's how good the offense has been. 134, 134 and a half. Your total, Jeff, who is your lean or play in this one? Texas wins this game out. I agree, I, would think, I agree with you 100%. Look Te- at us. Te- Texas wins this game out right now. This was in the bracket, in my bracket, it was, I, I advanced Vodtech, which as soon as that shot from 65 feet was made at the end of the first half, <laughs> yeah, you, were, like, you were like, all okay. right, this thing's probably, Vodtech basically played as solid and a half as they possibly could have, and they're down two. This is not good news for uh, for the Hokies. And that's kind of exactly what ended up happening is Texas really just dominated them in the second half. Look, the, the Longhorns, again, I, 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 the roster construction's illogical. Their offense is illogical. But they finally got something good out of Marcus Carr in that round of 64 game against Vatek. He was good. He was real good in that game. And they have the size and they have the defense to really make life miserable for Purdue. And Chris Beard against Matt Painter? It's not like that. I, I don't dislike Matt Painter. But Chris Beard's a much better coach than Matt Payne. Mm-hmm. So I'll take Beard in Texas. I'll take him plus the three and a half, and we'll take him out. I'm with you. I, I've already played Texas plus three and a half. That's the only side I played for tomorrow in my account. I've got that Texas Tech Sweet 16 future still riding into tomorrow. Feel good about that. I, I feel the exact same way. I, I felt like Texas coming in was as a result of that overall weirdness with their encore chemistry. You felt like either they're going to lose round one or they're going to be a second weekend team. There was no in between. I, I, I put Texas in my Sweet 16 very begrudgingly, Jeff, I would describe it as when I filled out the bracket. Love the spot here for Texas, taking them over Purdue. And that, that'll be the play for tomorrow. And that does it. We've gotten through four hours, Jeff. Eight Sunday previews. A whole lot of interesting, weird action down the stretch tonight in our second round games. And uh, we have a 15 seed again in the Sweet 16. So what, what better segue then, than that? 
bring on Greg Poops Peterson after this. The Peacocks, Jeff. I still can't really believe it. Truly incredible again. The just the school involved. By the way, St. Peter's was swept by Siena this year. Maybe everyone's got to be calling calling up to uh, Albany there. Oh, yeah. First team in the MAC to make it to the second week. Congrats, St. Peter's, even if it cost us best tonight. Uh, For Jeff Parles, for our producer, Brian Ortega, I'm Ben Wilson saying so long here on VEASAN Bet Center. It's the Greg Peterson experience coming your way next. Get 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 At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.